Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, finally a podcast about movies. Each week, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas <laughs> and writer, poet, Protolexis. Saturday, you wait. Sunday always comes too late. Friday never has a date. And together as friends and film lovers forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, we're focusing on 2013's comedy fantasy romance About Time, starring Domhnall Gleeson and Rachel McAdams. Did this movie make us cry tears of joy or sorrow? Enjoy. COVID be damned. <laughs> I saw an opportunity to uh, partake mm-hmm. in the tenant experience that's sweeping the nation right now. The empty tenant theater experience. I saw an empty theater, no tickets sold, 4 p.m. show, and I was watching it all day long. I had off today, out of office, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> had the old OOO on. <laughs> And I had a free ticket that's been sitting on our fridge for about six months to this movie theater. Went in there, got my ticket, sat down. I filmed a little video, vignette for IG video. And I can confirm <laughs> that I have seen Tenet in theaters just like Danny. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. I was the only person in uh, the theater. I made it out okay. It's done. It's finished. It is finished, to quote a famous person. Can you tell us what your rating was first before you get into your feelings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. My rating is a five star with a heart next to it in, in Letterboxd right now. Mm. Uh, I didn't write a review yet because um, basically I didn't understand the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I'm not an idiot. So, uh, Um, I gave it five stars. I, I had a great time. I did. I almost, we almost saw it at the same time. I saw it at four forty, mm. um, on a Friday and an empty theater as well. Oh, um, yeah. I gave it five stars. Five. I'm banger. a, I'm a tenant shill. I'm a, I'm a Nolan shill. I love him. I love his yeah, movies. You're a big time Nolan boy. Mm-hmm. You know, he walks on set with that scarf. You're all in. <laughs> scarf. The, the discord knows this right now, but I had an experience watching this movie. I gave it a uh, two banger Mm. on Letterboxd, two stars. I couldn't make sense up, down, left, or right about what was going on screen. I I missed a few sentences at the onset, and I was screwed for the rest of the movie. Didn't understand it. You can't, you couldn't take a break during that movie to think. It's two, two and a half hours of constant information. Yeah. Imagine not being able to go on IG Explore while in the movie theater. It's disgraceful. I did not go on IG. How did you miss a bit? You were in Discord saying you missed something. That was at the, I think that was the 40 minute mark. What did you go pee? No, I didn't even leave. I was actually too, uh, I I will say that I did leave the theater at one point later in the movie because because when I filmed that video, I didn't take the keys out of my ignition 
And I realized that my Jeep, my Jeep was sitting out there uh, top down with the keys in the ignition. I had to run out there to uh, go steal those keys. So that was, that's besides the point. Everything was explained before that. It's not besides that. the point. That's besides the point. A literal self-intermission. <laughs> but what I'm on? saying is, at the beginning- This is disrespectful. He's, they're explaining the time inversion to uh, what's-his-face. It's not simple. It's idiotic. It's forwards Spoilers. and backwards, Matt. They explain it. You miss two seconds. They're they're not waiting for your. Imagine being engaged end. in a movie, Matt. It's been six months that you sat in a theater. <laughs> I was engaged the whole time. This is fake news that I wasn't engaged for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I was the only person in the theater. I didn't have my yeah. phone out except for one time to check into Discord for about ten minutes. <laughs> To let everyone know that I needed to rewind, I needed the projector, the projectionist to rewind the movie. Everyone that has given this movie five stars, you are wrong. (laughs) Flat out. Explain to me in a DM how this movie makes any sense. One of the worst scripts I've ever seen in a film. Pardo, when are you going to see this movie? You know what? I was just chatting with my dear wife and I told her. You know, I'm a podcast essential <laughs> worker, um, and I can't, I can't leave, I can't leave this hanging. That I need to get out there and see this movie. It's literally in my job description. Yes, yeah. um, to see this, especially. You know, we don't see every movie that comes out in theaters. No. You know, I'm not seeing Troll Trolls World World Tour in theater. No, I'm not did. seeing Minion Six. Can't say it, let alone see it. I don't think anyone saw that in theaters. Now I think about it, but <laughs> yeah. When the two other hosts go and they have such opposing views, mm-hmm. I have no choice. You guys have left me no choice but to settle the score. <laughs> I think Matt the, and I, the, the if prop- we put the Venn diagram of <laughs> Nolan movies with me and Matt, it's only Dark Knight in the center. Listen, let me tell you something. I loved, I was the first person to love Memento. I was oh my the first God. person to love Memento. I was the first true, person actually. to love the Pacino mist movie. That he did. Oh, God. I was the Insomnia? first person to like those. Insomnia. You didn't even know the title. God damn. I was the first. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, I'm already getting nervous vibes. I'm I'm ready to make a bold prediction right now. The there last time Danny and I were this diadometrically opposed to a movie <laughs> was the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and Proto swooped in like a hero to Danny <laughs> and gave one of the fakest five-star reviews I've ever read in my life just to settle the score. And I'm, I'm willing to bet the same thing happens in this movie. What you just said is disgusting. <laughs> that you would doubt my feelings and my truth. What I wrote on there is maybe the best review on Letterboxd. I'll link to it in the episode notes and we'll let them be the judge. The heart. I spilled... My, my heart had no blood left in it. I, I left it all in that review. Okay. Comment. I'll, I'll leave a link to Proto's Tross review and comment on that review whether you agree or not. Say yes to Proto or no to Proto in the comments of that review, please. Mm-hmm. We have a big show. It's, this we is have a, a big show. show. We got about 30 voicemails to get to about about time. And this could be the first ever three hour episode. I'm going to have mm. to get my uh, V8 energy juice stocked from giant food stores. I feel like we could go walk into a closet and clench our fists to get rid of these voicemails. <laughs> the uh, movie, the featured presentation this week is about time. Rom-com 2013, Hux. 
And uh, as Danny uh, so eloquently called her, whatever McAdams last whatever week. Whatever McAdams. Rachel McAdams, dear friend of the show. Uh, we'll be talking about that movie very soon. And uh, we, real quick, you know, we're always talking about Letterboxd as our favorite social media site for film lovers. We, you know, we're rubbing some elbows this week with some big clientele on mm-hmm. Letterboxd. They announced HQ accounts uh, for film festivals, organizations, movie studios, movies, uh, and podcasts. And we were in the select group to be chosen for their beta launch of HQs. So you can follow our official account. And uh, what that means is we'll be able to share articles. Some of Proto's writing might be coming down your letterbox feed very soon. And uh, links to the podcast. And we're the only podcast on there right now in the uh, HQ accounts on that fancy page in the uh, spotlight. So much appreciated to Letterbox and uh, everyone who has followed that account so far. Almost 300 followers right now on LB. You believe? Unreal. This week's winner, speaking of which, we give out a year of Letterbox Pro every week uh, for sharing the show on social media, interacting with us, helping spread the word. This week's winner, Jessica Hawich on IG. Okay. Jessica. Congrats. Congratulations. Congrats. We talked a lot about Tenet that Danny and I watched, but Proto, what did you watch this week? I watched too many movies this week. Mm. I squeezed a lot of stuff in. I got in some uh, movies that have been on my list for a while. Some movies that wish I could take back viewing. (laughs) Uh, But the one I'd, I'd like to talk about, I went again, um, hitting the classics, going back in time, uh, Bicycle Thieves from 1948. What? This is a uh, highly acclaimed movie. It's about uh, post-war Italy, post-World War II Italy, uh, and a guy who's just really trying to make it to provide for his family. A lot of unemployment. People don't have any jobs. He gets a job. Uh, but some things go poorly for him and he's trying to make it right. And you really just follow this guy um, in a beautiful 1940s Rome. I read a little bit about this movie. It's almost entirely shot like outdoors. Uh, and it's, am- it's amazing to see. Mm. Uh, there's, it, there's tons of crowds, tons of um, vehicles and bicycles. You just like feel like you're transported to another time. And then on top of that, the movie is, really fantastic. It's a great story and a, uh, an amazing ending. Mm. Um, so I'd recommend it to anybody. Uh, not, yeah, again, 1948, pretty, pretty wild. It's a long time ago. Um, the other thing I'd like to mention is, you know, we, we did Mulan last week and then both Slim and I went and watched Cinderella at Danny's mm. recommendation. And I can mm-hmm. say, that uh, after viewing it, I don't think I've seen all of the live action, but I think it's, I think it's the best of the ones that I've seen. Mm. Um, I gave it three stars. And I think that's just because it's, it's just a, a story that I'm so familiar with. Um, and this is like a really good movie. Um, and I had a great time. I watched it with my family, my daughter who's seven. She, she loved it. You know uh, it's a good movie if it holds her attention for the whole mm-hmm. time. And to me, it would like, it, it's almost two hours, but it doesn't even feel that long. It's like so well crafted. It ha- it's so well imagined that the sets, the costumes, it's beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, it's just like a, a great movie. And somehow, I think when this came out, I guess this came out maybe like 2014. Mm-hmm. It just like wasn't even on my radar. It's like Cinderella live action. Like, why would I want to see this? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that story so well. BLB. Um, Before it, Yeah, BLB. Um, but it's great. I loved it. Oh, that makes me feel good. About Kit in that movie. His body was unreal in that outfit he had on, those riding boots. Can you imagine walking- It's a PG-13 body. Can you imagine walking around in those tight, white, horse-riding pantaloons all day long? There is nothing left to the imagination in those things. The sweat on the inner thighs. <laughs> walking around like Launchpad McQuack in those things. <laughs> Any other oh, uh, movies that you watch that you want to talk about? I'm getting, no, there's, there's a lot nothing. of comments about your Days of Heaven rating in Discord right now. Oh, really? Yeah, negativity surrounding that rating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I gave that, it's a Terrence Malick flick. I gave it three stars, which is probably low for what's expected. That's a very uh, beloved movie. But I just, I know Terrence Malick, he, I haven't seen many. I think I've only seen one other movie of his, um, and he's not much of a script guy. And you know how I feel about stories. Wow. Uh, You really got to hit it out. You got to really show me something if you're not going to have much of a story in your movie. And this really didn't do it for me. Also, Richard Gere, um, get him out of here. I don't know why that guy's an actor. (laughs) Uh, Kidding me? So. What? Yeah. I mean. You heard me right. What? Name one. I'll give you, name one good movie he's in. One good performance. The Rookie. Wrong. Pretty Woman. Oh my god. Ever heard of it? Is this a joke? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Richard Gere. Chuck in Discord says American Gigolo. I don't watch pornos, okay? (laughs) That filth out of here. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) I'm a family man. What a night. We're not Jonesy even 15 and, minutes in. Jonesy and Chad says, everyone hold hands. He can't hurt us if we're united. <laughs> uh, if you want to join our Discord and chat movies with us, like-minded people that love movies like us, uh, we have about 40 people in there. Uh, you can back our Patreon, four bucks a month. That's one movie rental per month. You get our episodes released early, get access to our Discord, and you get 20% off prints that we are selling that I believe are shipping out have already shipped out as of this episode being released. So thanks everyone for your support so far. We need to move on from the Richard Gere talk. I'll tell you that much. It's a little too hot and heavy. Danny, uh, any movies you want to discuss that you watch this week? Uh, yeah, this weekend, last weekend, um, we, Casey and I, my dear wife, we, uh, each picked a movie on Saturday to watch. We picked these kind of no-name movies. We watch Casablanca and Citizen Kane. Cripes. And uh, <laughs> neither of us had watched these movies. They're always, um, you know, the big ones. Mm-hmm. And I gave both five stars to no one's surprise. Yeah. Uh, but Casablanca wow. may eventually hit my top four of all time. Mm. I um, I, inlo- I love that movie so much. There's There's... It's a it's incredibly written. The acting's unreal in it. Uh, Bogart is insane. So is Ingrid. Um, so I I fell in love with that movie a lot. Citizen Kane. I hear a lot of people call it the tenant of its time. 
Tenant Woman 1941. <laughs> I want to pants whoever said that about Tenet Woman. <laughs> uh, those are the two I want to talk about for sure uh, and call them out because I know everyone's probably seen them, but the Haas mm. household. Uh, but Casablanca is is most likely hitting my top four at some point. I'm going to be watching that quite a bit. Um, Art is calling out one of my reviews to Call talk about out. Death Trap. It's one of his picks. His one recos. of his picks, he recos, recoed us uh, with Michael Caine. Michael Caine? Yes. Right? Citizen Caine. Citizen Michael Caine. Alfred. And Christopher uh, Reeves. And it was a great movie. Great story, great sets, great acting. I uh, loved it. I wanted that $11 million windmill house. That was a Lex Reco art says. I also oh. rented that. Um, not streaming, so you got to gamble. This was a big gamble for us. Mm-hmm. I gave it four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I, four I banger was, over here. the first like, half hour, I was like, eh. But then it changes it up. Reminded me a lot about Knives Out. Like mm-hmm, if this was streaming when Knives Out came out, a bunch of nerds oh, be like, yeah. uh, "Ever heard of Death Trap?" Because <laughs> Christopher Reeves is amazing in this movie. Yeah, Christopher Reeves, cool movie. singular. Uh, let's see what what I want to talk about. I watched a bunch. I'm not sure if I watched as many as Proto. Just a reminder about time, right around the corner. Big feature presentation. We got a lot of voicemails to get to, and I think we got a lot of announcements to get to as well i don't even say what next week's movie is yet next week's movie this is a big one are you sitting down your knock your socks i was about to say your knocks are about to get socked off right now (laughs) that's perfect star trek the motion picture we're going in hard to the classics this is this might be the biggest episode we've ever done i can't remember when i've seen this movie i hear a lot of good things we'll see we'll be the judge of that Judge and jury. And that is streaming on Prime, on Hulu, so easy to find. Yeah. Uh, I watched Psycho to continue oh, the hitchcock assance. I know that is uh, one of your top fours, Top Danny. four. Give it a four star on LB. Thank I've you. seen it before. The one thing that really stuck out with me that um, is when she gets into that shower at the beginning of that movie, she like puts her head right under the shower head mm-hmm. and then turns the water on. Do you guys do that when you get a shower? That's no, ha- that's, that's what the movie's named after. She's a psycho. She's yeah. the psycho. psycho. She's the yeah. psycho. She no des- one does she that. She deserved to get stabbed for a minute straight. <laughs> I also finally watched Kronos from Guillermo del Toro. Oh, baby. On HBO Max. It's okay. Always love that poster. And um, oh, that might be it. I also watched To Catch a Thief. Danny watched that. You watched that first. I didn't realize that that was on Prime Video. So I mm-hmm. quick jumped on that. Looked great, but great. also just okay for Hitchcock. So that's probably the bottom of my Hitchcock list, to be honest. This is the big moment everyone's been waiting for. I, I just saw a voicemail just came in under the wire. So I oh think we're at 11 gosh. voicemails for this episode. Buckle up. Prado, do you want to walk us through what this romantic film? Sure, here we go. <clears throat> Have you ever wanted to relive a day? Change a bit about your past? Have you wondered what would have happened if you made that one choice that you were too afraid to make at the time? Tim Lake discovers that the men in his family have always had the ability to travel backwards in time. He quickly puts it to use, stumbling and bumbling after the women he encounters in his young life. Later, Tim falls in love with Mary, 
and uses his ability to make their relationship every bit as better as he can. But soon he realizes that some things cannot be changed without affecting the future and that the bigger decisions in life are best left untouched. Babies are born, accidents happen, and the ones you love grow old and pass on. Tim discovers that you cannot fix the past and it is best to live as fully in the present as possible. About time. Yeah, we don't even have to talk about it. You just wrapped everything up in a neat little bow. Let's get to these voicemails. Let's get to the voicemails. Uh, <laughs> 215. <laughs> this was, am I, I'm the, this is my first watch. You guys have seen this before, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, wow. sir. Wow, 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 wow. Let's not beat around the bush right away. I'm not going to drag it out. I'm not going to turn this into some kind of tenant Thank you. hate experience. Uh, mm. I had a lot of fun during this movie. I'll say mm. that right off the bat. You know? Get it out of straight away. This is a movie I knew nothing about. I know vaguely something about time travel going in. And um, just kind of sat down to enjoy the ride with subtitles on on Netflix. And Dirk let us know that it's on Prime Video if you're outside of the States, I think. Danny, when was the first time you saw this? Oh, I don't know, actually. We definitely, I don't think we saw it in theaters, Casey and I. But I don't know. It's been a while since, since we first saw it. Um, yeah, I don't remember the first time. I remember loving it, though. Was this a day date with you and Jenna to see this movie? No, this was, I think this was recommended by my parents because we definitely watched it at their house. I think they invited us over to watch this probably a year or two after it came out. So either like 2014 or 2015. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Jenna went over there, had like a family movie night what'd watching you th- it. What'd you think of the lovemaking scenes while you're watching that with your parents? Uh, I don't remember, but I do remember watching, we watched a Judd Apatow movie <laughs> with them once. I think it was, um, uh, it's like the movie where they're like engaged for like seven years or whatever. Is that the seven year engagement? 40 year old virgin. Yes. That one It's the one with Jason Siegel, but there's Ugh. like some insane sex scene. Yeah. And I was just like dying laughing. Me and my dad were dying laughing and both my wife and my mom were like so embarrassed at the scene <laughs> that we were all watching it together, but I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing for like five minutes straight. Cause it was so funny. Oh, um, man. but yeah, I don't remember I remember enjoying this movie immensely and I went into it without knowing what, what it was about the first time. Mm. I'm wondering uh, how many people listening have watched this. We got a base mainly on the feedback that we got about this. You know, the most popular movies we do get the most like kind of engagement. Like I think maybe because they're easier to watch or like ahead of time. And mm-hmm. when we asked on Instagram, a ton of people reached out to say that like, this was one of their top five movies. And before sure. Danny had even mentioned, I'd never even heard of it. This movie starts out with the main character, Hux, you know, hanging out with his family. <laughs> and he gets told that, just like Proto says, his dad tells him, who's the dad? Bill Nye? Bill Nye? Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Uh, the and dad guy. <laughs> he tells his son that they can travel through time. And it happens really soon into the movie. So it's like a really kind of like a deadpan delivery. Tim, my dear son. Uh, the, uh, the simple fact is the men in this family have always had the ability to, this is going to sound strange, be prepared for strangeness, get ready for spooky time. 
Uh, but there's this family secret. And the secret is that the men in the family can travel in time. Well, more accurately, travel back in time. We can't travel into the future. This is such a weird joke. It's seriously not a joke. Essentially, that is true. It's not like a gag. So that's a big part of this movie, that both of them can travel back in time, make changes. Something goes wrong, they go back in time. So the first kind of big scene in this movie is when Margot Robbie stays for a summer. Can we just talk about Margot in this movie? In absolute <laughs> vision. <laughs> Plus, Margot Robbie playing tennis? Are you kidding me right now? I didn't know she could play tennis. Do you tennis. like tennis, Matt? I love tennis. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> I took a break during tennis to go play uh, three sets in the back of the Penn Cinema <laughs> Theater. <laughs> uh, but Margot Robbie in this movie, he she's like his first love. So mm -hmm. he comes up with a scheme to kind of like win her over. <laughs> I got to stop looking at Discord. And so he, at the end of the season, where she, like their last day, he kind of like professes his love to her. And she's like, ah, oh, I wish you would have said something sooner. Maybe at like the beginning or the middle of, of the summer break or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, sure. And then he's like, joke's on you. I can go back in time, baby. So he does. And she kind of like gives him the runaround. It's like, oh, well, that's great. Let's talk again at the end of the season. So... This first love kind of like vanishes under his grasp. Like he misses out. There's one question I have about that scene though, is when he goes back in time, she says, well, wait until the end of the season. And then when he returns to the present, that moment where he talks to her has already passed. Did they or did they not hook up in that moment? What? Because like you could read that scene in one interpretation, like, she was giving him the runaround and that they were never going to hook up, right? I don't, no, they, they didn't hook up because that's the big convo when they meet again with uh, their friend <clears throat> and you he could, takes her out for dinner. You could read it in, in one other way in that she was telling the truth when he went back in time. Like, yeah, ask me again on the last day. Because when he comes back saying. in time, that moment has passed. So if that did happen, he wouldn't remember anyway or they, we wouldn't see it because he skips over it. So they could have hooked up, and then he's like, "Oh, I kind of actually missed hooking up with you because it already happened." Well, and the, well, no. Later on, there's like that experience where he when he goes back with his sister, that then they have like all this changed experience, and oh, they yeah, yeah, they yeah, know yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but I see what you're saying. I think that could make sense. But Thank I think you. when they meet later, future in the future, I would think that it's implied that they were never together because this is like his chance. I'm getting dragged to. in chat. <laughs> F you guys. <laughs> Uh, so how was the experience going to rewatch for you, Danny, this movie? Good. I think this was, this was a really, a much better experience. I don't know. I, I found myself enjoying this immensely, uh, mainly because I think I've fallen more in love with Dom Nall as his career has kind of progressed. I really like him as an actor. And so I really enjoyed his performance in this. Uh, and I love, I love Rachel McAdams. So it was funny because I was watching, I was finishing it today and Casey walked in towards the end of the movie and she's like, I'm just going to walk out and let you have a good cry at the end of this film. Uh, <laughs> so she left me alone to finish it. Uh, 
No, I, 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 this, I like this movie because I feel like it's a, it's rewatchable knowing the plot, knowing the time travel stuff. And I feel like on further viewings, I really enjoyed even more. Um, mm. Especially now that I'm a father. I don't think I, I, don't, I may have not have seen this. Maybe I was a dad at the time. I, I must've been, I can't do math right now, but um, it's really, it was really more heavy this time around. I think. No one's bashing you for your bad math in Discord. I don't understand why not. I mean, I I'm not one, saying so Nazis was, was in the 1917 war, and I get vilified. Uh, Perto, what about you? You've seen this before. What's your uh, mood during this rewatch? Um, well, I'll just say it. I I know the first time I saw this, I was pretty emotional and and moved. I think I think what Danny's saying is true that it is a rewatchable rewatchable movie because I think it's so it's so well crafted the story and it's very endearing. Um, it just has like so many feel good moments that you kind of want, you, you kind of wish that your life looked like as well. And you kind of like mm. try to project yourself into this and like, can I make this my life mm. as well? Um, but I, I don't think I didn't, it didn't hit me as hard this time around. I don't know if that's because I knew what was coming. Um, but yeah, I, I remember being really moved by it the first time, but it didn't hit me as hard this time, something I would like to bring up though, we, you know, a lot of people have watched along with us. So I've read a bunch of reviews on Letterboxd and there was a lot of differing opinions on this yeah. movie. Some people mm -hmm. love this. Some people didn't care for it. And I think something worth pointing out is some of the women who reviewed this that we know, they said that um, they found his whole act creepy the first half yeah. of this movie, like the first third. And, you know, for me, like, I'll be honest, that didn't like really strike me. I just thought of it like, yeah, this is like a comedy, you know, of course the guy's like trying to get with the girls. But when you think about it, like if this was like a real creepo, you know, how many times could he go back in time trying to get with every single woman that he runs into, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it kind of does open the door for some like creepy interpretations, especially the fact that like, yeah, the first third of this movie, or like the, at least the scenes with the, the girls at the beginning, he's just trying to like use this power to to yeah. get with these different women. And it is like kind of like super creepy in that way when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, one of the questions I had, and I think a few other people did, is how does he not tell his wife that he can time travel? And you could ask the question, did she fall in love with him or this fabricated perfect version of him? Because he, there's a few instances mm. where he redoes things to the most perfect extent and it like changes her reaction to it and it like goes through the roof. So one of my non-positive comments of this movie is that their marriage is essentially perfect. Like there's no ill, anything negative in their marriage like whatsoever except for people and their family dying, um, which was unrealistic to me. But I was just curious like, that could be the reason why he never would tell his wife that he can time travel. Like her, she could be like totally disgusted with him and say like, wait, so how many times did you time travel to like make a date go better or be based on my reaction? I could see that going really South. Your life is over. <laughs> if you tell your wife, you can do this. It's <laughs> over. Kill yourself. Okay. It's over. There's no way you're telling your wife you can travel back in time. Yeah. Mel in chat says it's manipulative. So I, I can totally see that. And I, I do agree with that. I just like that everyone that uh, thinks that they would have this power, that they would be perfect mm -hmm. saints with time travel. <laughs> <laughs> the kickoff of the movie, he goes on a blind date, a literal blind date where the lights are out in this like, you know, 
planned date night with a group of people. So that's where he meets Rachel McAdams. They hit it off and he gets her number and meets her at the end of the night. And they have a great night. He gets her number and he goes to hang out with his roommate who is a playwright. And he, the, the, the first night of his big play goes poorly. Somebody forgets their lines. So he time travels back to help him and his play so that it goes well. Not realizing that that was negating his entire blind date night. Mm-hmm. Are you an idiot? This guy is the biggest idiot with time travel. Like, no, no, no. Come on, no, no. bro. No, you're wrong. You're wrong about that. That's so easy to say as an armchair time travel analyst. <laughs> of course you're saying that. But if you're doing this, it would be a totally different ball game trying to keep like track of what actually happened, what didn't happen. Yeah, you'd be that you'd is be baloney. so lost. That is you baloney. can't even watch you can't even watch a movie and remember what happens. Then first of all, he goes into the closet. How is when he goes in the closet the first thought? Hmm, what am I gonna undo if I go back in time? You are a moron, Dom Hall Gleason. You are an absolute moron. He does it so often, and he gets off so lucky. He goes back in time. So one thing for this movie was he goes back in time so often. The whole movie, I was sitting here like man, what is he going to screw up here? What is the big sad part of this movie that is going to happen to this family? I thought his, I thought his wife was going to get cancer. I thought so, I knew someone was going to get cancer. I got big time cancer vibes from the beginning of this movie. But every time he goes back in time and he comes back to present day, barely anything changed. It was like the most unlikely time travel plot where he lucks out so hard every time he goes back. You've He's you've you've been duped by you've been duped by Back to the Future, like <laughs> butterfly effects. He even says in the beginning of the movie they they haven't even noticed any changes in butterfly effect type stuff. I Come know, on, Matt. I'm I know. Were I, you I'm just saying. did you go check the keys in your car in that part too? Listen, time travel and leaving your keys in the ignition are very different things. You know that, Danny. You know it. My nostrils are getting so flared right now. <laughs> looking at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting point though. I, I kind of like that at the beginning where they kind of give themselves an out where the dad just says like all the time travel stuff. If you're confused about it, it all just works out. And they're kind of like, that's enough to be like, okay, I guess don't even try because there's so many points in this movie where you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Especially the point where he goes back in time with his dad to when he was a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that mean then as a 10 year old, he would know that he could travel in time. Like, doesn't yes. that like ruin the whole thing? Yeah. Yes. So like, yeah, you just kind of can't, yeah. you just like, and, I, and I'm, I'm okay with kind of like pushing yeah. that stuff to the side and just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. But unfortunately for my viewing, I was just in a sense of dread of what was going to get screwed up the entire time with time travel. He screws up and forgets about, um, Rachel one time. And then he thankfully finds her again and then <laughs> schemes to like, have another date with her before she finds a boyfriend. So some manipulation happening there. My view of the movie at the onset was like him just trying to obtain a relationship with Rachel. And it's actually not that at all. That's like the first, maybe third or fourth of the movie. And there's so much after that, like they have a full life. um, Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like opens up into a father son thing in a big way, which I know resonated with some of our male discord villagers. So I wasn't expecting that at all. I thought this was just going to be like a romantic comedy Uh, and it is, but it's not in the way that I guess I was thinking of. It's more of like a family romantic comedy. 
I would actually argue that this isn't a romantic movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's aspects of it, but I wouldn't call it this a rom-com. Sorry, Danny. Like, it's I don't okay, think you're that's wrong. like, that's the main <laughs> driving factor of this movie. What would you call this movie? Uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, a famcom? Famcom. Is that Nintendo's original I don't know. Name? Because Famcom. if you think about it, they're at the, the, their relationship between Mary and Tim, you could say his relationship with his father is more pivotal in this story mm. than the relationship with him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it, it's almost like it's not even the movie isn't mostly about Tim either. It's, it's kind of about all of these characters and what it means to, to live a life and, and, you know, have memories and, and mm. think about what you could change and, and what you can't change um, throughout time. I find the, I find the first half of this movie rom com mm. It's, it's, it's funny. It's romantic. I like, I like it, but I do agree. It, it loses the comedy real quick. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's heavy with his sister stuff too. And I really yeah. love his relationship with his sister. Um, I love how he tries to fix her and it just kind of screws everything up, everything. Mm-hmm. And then he has to let her go through the wreck uh, and come to the realization on her own that she has to leave the loser that uh, they were set up with at that New Year's Eve party. I have a question. The scene where they're, they're at the hospital with his sister mm-hmm. and they keep telling her that they're not going to leave Mm-hmm. until she changes. Is that implying that like he kept going back in time and making some kind of change or is that jump them? They're just like day after day, day after day. I'm not sure oh, if you're okay. aware, but that's how you stop alcoholism. You stand next to the person's bed until they agree <laughs> that they're going to stop drinking four days and it's done. <laughs> I did. I want to comment on arts topic in discord. I thought that the writing in this movie was, was so fast and so quippy and so funny. The dad is probably my favorite like character actor dad in any of these romantic family movies. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. Him playing ping yeah. pong with his son. Like you want to hang out with this dad. You want to like, I wanted to know more about their relationship. And later you can kind of theorize that he's probably fine tuned a little bit to like get to the finer points of a relationship with his son. But I thought the relationship was amazing in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I thought there were some great, um, scenes that kind of mirrored between the father and between the son. Um, one is like, you know, when they're playing ping pong at the end and the dad is kind of narrating, uh, like the, the play between them as if it's like being broadcasted. And then when Tim is running with his daughter, he's doing the same thing for her. Uh, like saying Mm -hmm. like she's an Olympic runner and kind of narrating it. And I thought that was like a really touching moment just to see that like these things that, that the father did is like the son is doing as well. I mean, and that's, you know, for better, for worse, that's what you do, right? You like emulate your parents and you're going to raise your kids the way, in some ways, the way that they raised you. Um, So I thought that was really endearing and a a really touching moment. I will say one of my favorite parts, I think the first part that I I normally get choked up and cry at at this movie is when they first come home, um, when they find out the dad has cancer. Uh, and they're greeted at the door by his mom, and his mom's line is, Oh, God. Mom, how are you? Honestly? Why not? I am fucking furious. 
I am so uninterested in a life without your father. Because it's like, it's just, I don't know how to like say how I feel about it because it, it it's exactly, uh, I feel honestly, it's how I, Casey and I have talked about like what we would do with like in, in the future, like growing suicide old together, pact. not a suicide pact. That's only, if, <laughs> that's only when zombies attack. And it just hits me very hard. And I think that's, for me, that's the biggest turning point in the movie. I, I It hits me there. And uh, I really love that. I really love that line a lot. It's just a well, it's a well, uh, she gives the line really well. And you can see it in her face. You know, she's a strong mother, a strong wife. You know, they've been through everything together. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, I, there's, there's a point in me where I, I don't believe that she doesn't know about the time travel. And I, it's never spelled out, but it's just part of me feels like she knows. And I feel like he has told her. And I don't, I don't, I have nothing to base that on, but there's something about her and the way that uh, she carries herself in this film. There's, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Actually, he definitely tested it out, right? Yeah. Like he went back in time and tried it out to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he did that. I thought the same thing about Rachel McAdams. There was a couple of points where he was talking to her about his sister that like mm-hmm. we need to do something where I thought she was going to like, you know, vaguely mention something about the time travel, like do whatever you have to do or whatever. I think my favorite line is from the mother as well. When they first, when Tim first brings Mary to the house and they're out on the beach and she asks her, her first question is, what are your faults? I mean, little weaknesses. Oh, uh, like what a first question, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, just like, being real with somebody. Let's just like be real, you know, Mm -hmm. let's not beat around the bush. Let's not talk about the weather. Like, what are your faults? What's going on with you? You know, like, tell me who you are. Mm. Love that line. It's, it's great. Some of the, some of the scenes I want to call out, uh, their first night together, Rachel and, uh, Dom Hall Gleason, where he, they have, intercourse and he like goes back three times to make sure he does it like in the best way possible. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like um, physical humor where he tri- trips on the shoes. I thought was hilarious where he squirts that uh suntan lotion bottle on Margot's mm-hmm. back. That was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, the wedding scene. I would love for that to be my, like that rain. I would love for that to be my wedding. Like just mm. total downpour. That's so fun. What a great story to retell. That's my favorite scene of the movie, the whole wedding sequence. I love that. That's where I laugh the most, just laughing the whole time as it's like moving in slow motion and then like the tent falls down. And then I love at the end where, you know, this whole, this whole movie is about him going back in time and fixing things at certain points where they get to the end of the day and he asks her, you know, would you change anything about today? And she's like, no, I wouldn't change anything. And he's kind of like, huh, I guess, I guess I won't go back and change it because like, that is like the best memory that you could have. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about, about this. And like, you know, the best memories are the things that are like unexpected in life where things don't go the way it's planned. And those are the things that you talk about later. Um, so I thought mm-hmm. that scene was like, so, so perfect because it, that is real life. That is like the life for us that, that we live where we're not able to change anything about the past, but we look back at like events that went haywire. I went to a wedding um, in January where it was a blizzard. We had to like change locations. Uh, the, 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 the reception had a, happened at a Wegmans because it was the only place that we could go to. And that's like one of the most memorable weddings I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like the couple wouldn't change a thing about it. 
Um, so I just, I, I love that scene. I, I think it's brilliant the way it's shot and, and directed. What are some other scenes that you wept openly during this movie? I get, I get, I get weepy uh, when they're coming into having their third child or is it third or fourth? Whatever is the one child that'll not allow him to go back and see his father anymore. Mm. Uh, I had that conversation where um, she's trying to ask him to have another baby and yeah, that was great. Mm. he knows this is it. If that happens, uh, and there's the way that Domino acts it out. You can see it in his face and I just start feeling it because, and then he does the one more jump to his father. And I mm. think it's when, I uh, know whatever scene, I'm sorry, I'm getting the time travels messing me up. When he walks in and his dad's reading on the couch mm. and he knows that this is the moment that this was the last time. And I really love that scene. There's, I'm sorry. There's just so much. I, 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 I think today I probably teared up four or five times at my desk. It's just, it's just so well written. And I love his, I love his, um, I love his relationship with his father. I really do. I, and I don't, I don't know. It's not because I don't have a bad relationship with my father. I, I, I just feel, I feel the opposite. Like I feel like, uh, how do I have this with my kids? And I don't know. And I, mm. and I just love it. I love feeling like that. Uh, and maybe it maybe it makes me check myself on some sort of daily basis, and mm. I don't know. It's one of those movies that just feels right, and it really settles in my uh, in my soul. Oh, the one thing I did want to call out was he gives, like I think right before he dies, he gives his son the secret formula for happiness, and he tells him that he lives the day normally, and then he goes back and relives it, you know, but with kind of accepting uh, the beauty in things and having fun and essentially stopping to smell the roses. I thought that montage was amazing. Like he lives mm -hmm. the day, it's a hard day, but then he goes back and he has fun. You know, he's poking fun at people. He's smiling. He's going through that train station. And the second time around, he's like looking at the the ceiling and, and observing how beautiful it is. I thought that was all super well done, that montage. Yeah. And it's great because the, the how the narrative continues to the point where he realizes just have a good day. You don't you don't need to time travel for this. Like mm -hmm. wake up, have the good day, and that be, makes the time travel kind of almost useless. Uh, and I feel that's and I feel like the formula his dad was telling him is to get to this point where you don't really have to time travel to be a good dad. Or because it's it's okay to mess up and it's okay that your family see you mess up, uh, and so I, I liked that that it at the end of this movie. I mean, this whole movie is about time travel, but at the end, it's just it's he just stops and he lives his life and it's he has no reason to time travel anymore. And I think that's like the learning curve, and that's why I feel like a little bit somewhere. The more I probably watch this movie. Uh, I start to, I, I feel like the time travel, this movie really just doesn't feel like it's about time travel. The time travel is more of like this, uh, I don't know if it's a metaphor, but it's just some way of telling the viewer that uh, just to live your life to the fullest each day. I mean, mm -hmm. that's basically what this movie is really about. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I kind of felt the same way. Like this, this is really a, a, a feel good movie with a good message that's universal for everyone. And I, I can't think of a movie that 
it, it, that is like so well-defined as you watch it. And like, when you come away with it, where you just like, I just thought like, I want to feel this way each day. Like, I don't want to take a day for granted. I want to enjoy the little things, you know, a lot of days, like he says, at some point, um, you know, not a lot happens, you know, we kind of, there's a lot of days where they're all very similar and they run together. Um, and they're not pivotal life moments, but like, you know, you want to enjoy those days and you want to build memories with your kids and you want to smile and laugh with them while you make them breakfast rather than, um, you know, be grumpy like I am, which feels like every morning, you know? So it's like, <laughs> like it's, it feels like a good movie to watch, to remind yourself mm-hmm. of those things. And, and, you know, um, and in some ways that's kind of, I guess, like, like, ugh, like, you know, mushy, but uh, I think it's true. And it has a great message. Mm-hmm. The time travel bit feels like it's a, it's a, I like to keep rambling about it, but it's more of a, you could really screw up bigger using the time travel than actually just screwing up in your day-to-day life. Like going back in time just really Fs with the timeline so much that just live your life, make your mistakes. I mean, those, those mistakes are minuscule compared to, you know, erasing your child. So it's like, uh, it's like, that's like, that's the message. Like just make mistakes, live your life like everyone else does, but try to just take it day by day and to the fullest. Prado, what's your, uh, what's your rating? What's your final thoughts on about time? My final thoughts. Um, I can't help it. I really have a great time with this movie. Um, it truly is a feel good movie. Makes me laugh. It's so well told. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Four stars. Wow. Mm. Full disclosure. I didn't watch this with my wife. I knew she would have hated it. Uh, <laughs> way too positive, way too feel good. Uh, I had fun watching this movie. I thought their marriage was a little too fake. Not real enough for me. There wasn't enough kind of real life problems in their marriage. I thought Rachel McAdams, they tried to make her like not gorgeous. <laughs> it didn't really work out so well. Like, how is Rachel McAdams in this movie universe to not have any friends? I thought that was kind of a joke. But I had fun. Three and a half stars for me for uh, about time. There was mm-hmm. I was laughing. I I laughed out loud a lot more in this movie than I think I have in any of the movies we watched recently. Um, I'm glad to have picked this for our show. I'm glad that we have a lot of interaction with our villagers. IG, I'm glad we're coming into a bunch of voicemails about this movie. I, I'd rather have a lot of conversation about something than people just be like, meh, it mm-hmm. was middle of the road, you know? And so I, this is definitely not a middle of the road movie, uh, for me at least. Um, it is a five-star movie for me. Uh, I, I, I do... I don't know that it's five star for me. Doesn't mean it's perfect, but it hits that for me. It hits that. It hits. It's just a great movie. Um, I love Dom Nall and uh, McAdams together. I think they're, they have great chemistry in this film Um, and they're funny and they're both are quirky and cute and just good. And I love the father aspect as well. So yeah, this is a five star movie. Looking forward to more conversation as we get into the voicemails. Uh, let's see. We have some voicemails. We have the first one that we got is subject line about bloody time. <laughs> let's see what this could be about. Uh, you can leave one two six seven four zero nine six nine eight three or shoot us an audio file at seventy mmpod at gmail 
gmail.com. We do have a bunch of voicemails. I think we also have a lot of IG DMs uh, about this as well. So buckle up. Okay, this is uh, Dirk. Dirk Feel Good calling into 70 millimeter pot. And I just watched um, About Time. <laughs> Danny, you son of a bitch. <laughs> gonna go and hook my wife <laughs> that's it for Dirk he's already gone to hug his wife after that voicemail amazing god unreal thank you Dirk you think Dirk has ever played tennis on that court on that grass court it's probably real close to Dirk uh, next voicemail this comes from uh, potentially two people simultaneously good morning 70 millimeter this is Sean and Leviathan mm. and we figured we'd do a group call today oh about god. the movie about time. I happen to love this movie. I've probably seen it seven or eight times at yes. least. Um, I always thought it was really deep and profound in the most comedic kind of aspects and touching on the real harshness of reality. And I thought it was a rom drum com because <laughs> it was a great movie. I always love a time traveling movie. And at the same time, I cried about four times, I believe, <laughs> openly. I mean, hey, it's I, a, I ball through most <clears throat> of the movie anyway. It's a very moving movie, and I love it. And all of the shots were fantastic. I love the wedding scene. And Forrest, just for reference, that outside wedding scene where everything got demolished, that's what it was like last Tuesday. <laughs> I think it was a little bit worse than that. They didn't have snow. You had snow and smoke. <laughs> Very true. But gentlemen, we're going to keep this short. We just want to say this is a great movie. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. Please don't mutilate it. It's one of the faves. <laughs> and today we're going to go see Black Panther in theaters again. Oh you guys my. have a good one. Take it easy. Love y'all. Have a good one. Jeez. What a time to be stopped. You could feel the love simmering on that voicemail. Mm -hmm. What do you think they did after they got off the line? They went to see Black Panther. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a metaphor? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next voicemail. We're cooking here. What's up, 70 millimeter? It's Lex. Currently getting back into the groove of school, preparing myself mm. for the Christopher Rivasance that is just oh, sweeping the Discord. His right body now. in that movie. It's coming. Believe you me. Uh, anyway, this week's movie is about time. Now, I'm going to admit this outright. Uh, I hated this movie for like the first 20 minutes. Uh, it was too twee. It was too quirky. And I was just uh, just kind of starting to see red in the corner of my vision. But uh, you know what? They got me. They really suckered me in. Uh, maybe it's because they played my favorite song, The Cure's 1992 masterpiece, Friday I'm in Love. Uh, maybe it was just how cute the whole thing was. Or maybe it was how well it did the transition from romantic comedy to serious family drama in that last third. Uh, but I really did enjoy this one. Uh, a solid four banger. Mm. And really, when you think mm. about it, wouldn't we all use the power of time travel to date Rachel McAdams? <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Bye. There'd probably be some kind of paradox happening with about 3,000 dudes trying to date Rachel McAdams and collapse society as we know it turn into highlander <laughs> to kill all the other potential is jonesy still in chat jonesy one. can you confirm that's the plot of highlander is that how that works 
thanks for the voicemail, Lex. Uh-oh, we got one coming in from sometimes arch enemy, sometimes BFF of Danny, Andy. Andrew. <laughs> Uh, my apologies for the extra long message. I'll be the judge of that length. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens in post here, Andy. You've been warned. What is up? It is Andy calling from Orlando. Uh, it's raining right now currently, so hopefully uh, the audio is all right. But uh, this week, you guys are discussing about time, and I watched it last night. Um, with uh, the misses, and we just really, really, really enjoyed it. I that was my second time watching it, her first time watching it, and I must say, the second time watching it, I enjoyed it even more than the first time. Um, probably because I was, you know, I was less focused on uh, some story elements, and I had more time to focus on sm- on small details. But, uh, man, this movie is great. And so the cast, phenomenal cast, uh, obviously, man, Rachel McAdams is, is she not like the most adorable thing in this movie? Like, oh mm. my goodness. And you ever heard of um, Margot Robbie? Uh, what else? The, the writing, <laughs> super clever, just their banter, the family writing, the, you know, their relationship. So good. Um, and I got to give credit to this movie. It's not even like it's a romantic comedy, but I, I can make the argument that it's not even so much about the love story as much as it is a movie about like family. Um, Thank you. I, I was I mean, I, I teared up at the end. I don't know if it's just fatherhood or whatnot has, has gotten to me, but it, I mean, it really, really pulled on some heartstrings there and that last scene with the, uh, you know, him and his dad skipping rocks one more time. Oh, man, that was, oof. Um, but again, fantastic movie. Maybe like the most pure, like, like purest ordinary movie. And that's not a, that's not a this. Like, there's just nothing, nothing like bad in this movie. Like, it's just a good movie. And even the small tension there with, you know, Harley Quinn, I just lost her name, but um, with, with, you know, maybe is something going to happen with her when they when they meet up again? Like that, like that's over in like two minutes. But the rest of the movie, it's just it's just a good movie about love and relationships and making the most of your days. And it's just a good, good, good movie. So uh, sorry for the extra long voicemail. Love you guys. Can't wait to see uh, hear the episode. OK, bye. Andy's just hitting it on everything. First Rogue One. <laughs> then about time, he just never misses this guy. Next voicemail coming in uh, from Matt H. H. Listen, right before I hit play this voicemail, we got a lot of feedback on his uh, voicemail during the Mulan episode. That mm-hmm. advertainment voicemail he left. Uh, we'll see how this goes right here. Hey, 70 millimeter boys, it's H. Just calling to ask Slim how the trailer was up on the big screen. Peace. <laughs> Don't answer that. I was Don't on Discord it. during that entire trailer. <laughs> Next voicemail comes from uh, one Ren Mike D. Hello, gentlemen. It's uh, your old pal, Michael. Um, so I want to leave some feedback for about time. I went on a journey with this film. Uh, mm. First, I was completely disinterested. Um, the first half was not good to me. Uh, it was very meandering. I really didn't care. I, he moved in with the wacky friend of the dad or I don't even know who that guy was he was just Mr. around Collins. sometimes and stuff I don't know what was going on with that uh, he 
does some weird thing where he tries to have sex with his sister's friend or something by time traveling, which is kind of weird to start out with. He was a teenager. I'll forgive it. Okay. But let's get to the gist of this. He and the father are incredibly selfish people. They are not the loving, wonderful family characters they are meant out to be, made out to be. They are liars. They are manipulators. They use this power to manipulate the women in their lives and the other people in their lives. And they need to be stopped. Like They just need to be stopped. The more I've sat with this movie, the far less I've liked it. Um, it's a shame. Bill Nye is a wonderful actor. I love him, but just I, I can't. I, I like this movie less and less the more I think of it. Anyway, if you guys could let me know uh, something about last week. I, I just wanted to know what the uh, the podcast that, was adver- that you guys were advertising last week. Um, I wanted to check it out. It was about an upcoming film or something. I don't know if it was from one of the studios. Um <laughs> Uh, there was a, it was like a two minute ad at the during the voicemails. Uh, just I, I want to support you guys, so I would really like to support that show as well. If you could let me know, thanks. Bye. Going Adam Chuck in uh, Discord was awoken by Ren Mike D's negative outlook on the men in this movie. Manipulators, mm. he called them. Aren't we all, regardless of <laughs> time travel oh, abilities? Mm. Wake up. <laughs> Sheeple. Uh, Art did ask me to comment on how it was in general to go to the movie theater again. It felt strange. There was like three people in this theater, one of which- I thought there were zero. I'm talking about the actual employees, okay? <laughs> Before you start starting rumors that there was more than myself in this theater. they I had to go up to buy the ticket. I couldn't do it digitally because I had that free pass. It, it felt nice walking into a theater and sitting down on a nice recliner. Felt even better being the only person in that theater. But I can't imagine I would go to see another movie outside of like being the only person in it. I don't know how long that's going to last. Maybe another year? Two years? Where you can go to a movie by yourself? I don't know. You can always go to a movie by yourself. Next voicemail. Hello, 70 millimeter pod. This is Erin, host of Will Run For Podcast. I'm just uh, calling to leave some feedback that I hope does not send Danny looking for the cliffs uh, to run off of in Florida. Uh, (laughs) Luckily, I don't think there are any cliffs in Florida, so I think we're good. (laughs) But uh, I just want to talk about how (sighs) about time is really just about a man who stalks mm. women a lot. <laughs> One woman. Like the first part of the movie is him trying to have sex with some uh, friend of his sister's and he spends the summer going back and forth in time just so he can have sex with her. And then the next part of the movie spends all of his time going back in time after perhaps the first chance encounter where they connected, but then he spends like a week trying to stalk her at some museum. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally does connect with her, he calls her by her name and it's creepy mm-hmm. and weird and somehow mm-hmm. it's charming. And I, I don't really understand that. And then when he finally does find her at the party, again, he knows way too much information and somehow it's endearing and she leaves the party all charmed and <laughs> in love. And I'm just not sure... Not really sure how this uh, 
movie about a stalker became a five-star review by anybody. <laughs> Aaron's <laughs> and, um, That's me. Yeah, that's, that's about all I got. Sorry, Danny. I, I can't. Apology accepted. I don't... <laughs> Aaron, that was your first mistake, apologizing to Danny at the end of that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Never apologize to me. Never. I can't think of a movie that has divided the villagers quite like About Time. Maybe Armageddon? It's funny. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I see what she's saying, but but again, the, the fact that people are surprised that any man has the ability to go back in time and his first thought is to use it to have sex with women like, why are you surprised by this? Uh, if Listen. you have thoughts on Proto's comments, you can send a voicemail uh, directly to <laughs> Proto uh, and Danny. Let's see. I think we have, we do have some Google Voice <laughs> in in Discord. How has this been the most divisive movie today? <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Let's get into some Google Voice mails. Hello, 70 millimeter. This is Will Latner coming at you from Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. Uh, I've been a listener for a few months now. Really love you guys, the oh. humor and the way you interact with the villagers. Uh, Danny, I was actually indirectly led to this podcast through your wife's podcast. Uh, I'm not, oh. not sure if we're allowed to bring that up here, but here this we are. This is three plugs for podcasts to tonight. Any overlap uh, between 70 millimeter and FSDT listeners. Oh. Uh, anyway, enough about that. It's about time I got to this week's movie. Uh, about time is an all-time favorite. Uh, my wife and I actually watched it twice in the past couple months alone. I love Rachel McAdams and Donald Gleason and the whole supporting cast, especially the smiley lawyer friend. It's easily one of the best romances around in terms of Tim and Mary's relationship, uh, but I hesitate to categorize it uh, as a rom-com just because the central relationship, uh, it really is Tim and his dad. The father-son dynamic mm. is unlike any other that I've seen. It's an incredible subversive depiction of manhood and male relationships. Uh, their affection for each other is really moving and beautiful to watch. In addition to that, About Time boasts an incredible soundtrack that's constantly being played at our home, a uh, voiceover that Ooh. doesn't suck, and a surprisingly powerful message about savoring life and the people we go through life with. I could go on and on, uh, but I'll stop there. Uh, super excited to hear what you all have to say. Really glad I stumbled across you guys. I always look forward to Mondays because of a new episode, and I love how active you are throughout the week, uh, making this a really fun community to be a part of. Uh, thanks for the chance to share. I'll catch you all later. Oh my God, Will! Welcome. Do you believe Will? Welcome get in, get in the Discord. We can chat during the week about what movies we're watching. Please, four dollars. That's all. Uh, <laughs> I'm tickled by the amount of tangentially related podcasts that have been plugged during this episode. Fun, sexy Bible time. Casey's podcast. Danny's lovely wife. Uh, you can subscribe to that in your favorite podcatcher. Uh, so that's pretty cool that Will found us through Casey's podcast. I mean, the gamut that we're running through with thoughts on this movie, it's never been done in the history of this podcast. I'll say that right off the bat. I love the conversation. Next voicemail. 70 millimeter boys. This is Steven. Just calling to say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for suggesting we watch the movie About Time this week. Mm. If I could go back in time and tell myself to watch this when it came <laughs> out, I would probably do it. <laughs> Period. Mm. Sure, there's a love story here, but for me, the heart of the movie is about a boy and his dad. I won't go on at great length about the troubled relationship I have with my own father. Oh. But this movie was a delight. So thanks for suggesting it. 
you guys asked what other things people are watching. And I know some of you follow me on Letterbox, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching a little Hong Kong cinema. Mm-hmm. Checked out an old favorite, A Better Tomorrow. I remember watching all three of those movies in my youth. And uh, they're a lot of fun for the genre that they are. Recommend them to folks who haven't watched it. Anyway, thanks for this movie. Thanks for what you guys are up to. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Probably somebody didn't, though. So <laughs> I'll find out when I listen. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Part of your thoughts. Saturday, you wait. <laughs> Sunday always comes too late. Friday never has a date. You're doing the neck thing and everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is this our best episode this is, yet? This is going to be the big one. This is absolutely the my big one. God. You might need a uh, Cure Protolexis uh, alternate <laughs> cover for this episode. <laughs> uh, two more voicemails to get to before we get into some of our IG thoughts. This one comes from a uh, longtime friend of the show right here. Hmm. What's up, 70... 70- Millo meters, uh, VHS and villagers, uh, you know, long time listener, rare caller. Uh, you can tell by the radio chatter calling from the hub, uh, wow. to the defense of one of the greatest movies made in the last 10 years. Better than Pride and Prejudice. That movie's trash. Oh, wow. You know, wow. better than, I don't know, what's something else that somebody on this podcast, like, better than all those movies. Called About Time. <laughs> And it's about time that this uh, review bomb of the Discord ends and we protect this movie because it is a treasure. Go hug your dead fathers. Go hug your children and watch about time. <laughs> My God. Jensi calling in. It sounded like he was doing air traffic control. Had to call in to protect this movie's uh, sanctity. Jonesy watched this movie at 4.30 in the morning and then hit me up in the DMs instantly after he watched Holy it moly. to tell me how much he loved this movie. Jones- Unreal. Rave review he gave it. Yeah, his review was next level. Of all the reviews I read, his... Whew, powerful. Did he give it a five-banger? Can we confirm? Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a five-banger voicemail. So. Dale confirms in the studio. He just nodded and held up five fingers. <laughs> Jonesy, thanks, thanks for the VM. Uh, final VM. Here it comes. Hi, 70 millimeter pod. Um, hi. Wow. Um, my name is Becca. I'm so nervous to be leaving a message, so I will try to be brief, but we'll see. About Time is in my top five favorite films ever. Oh, and wow. I think it has everything in movie needs. It's got family dynamics, father-son love, mm-hmm. romance, appreciation of Kate Moss, British humor, time travel, and grief. Um, as a side note, I just need to make a special shout out to Rachel McAdams Bangs, which did an amazing <laughs> oh, yeah. job in this whole film. That's incredible. Um, I'm a huge fan of Donald Gleason, and I never mm-hmm. know how to pronounce his name, but I'm just going to go with that. Same. That was I right. think he's the perfect actor to fit this character of Tim. I think he's lovable and kind of humble, but, but good natured. And I, I just can't imagine anyone else playing him. Um, if you didn't cry in this movie, that's fine but i think that means you're part cyborg (laughs) anyway um i just want to talk about the wedding scene real quick where mary wears that red dress and it rains and everything is ruined 
but it doesn't matter. So heartwarming. God, yes. Um, Bill Nye, as as always, does a perfect job. And he's just the greatest father ever. And every ping pong scene that they play makes me cry. Um, And I just don't know how it is how a time travel is an integral part of this film, but also is the least important thing going on in the movie. Mm. It's my problem. Anyway, I'm going to close with this quote, which has changed my life forever, um, which says, we're all traveling through time together every day of our lives. All we can do mm. is do our best to relish this remarkable ride. Tears, tears everywhere. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Um, I hear guys, people say they love you. Um, I'm new. I don't know if that's cool, but I love what you guys do. And thank you so much. Okay, bye. My God. Becca, is Becca our number Becca. one favorite caller out of nowhere? Wow. We love you, Becca. Thank you, Becca. This is unreal. Chuck and Mel are beside themselves in Discord right now. They're scrambling right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Mm. Uh, this is definitely one of the best live chats for an episode. Oh my word! I will. I'm. I'm. I'm ready to reveal whether or not I cried during this movie officially. Mm. It's time. Okay. The people have been waiting for it. I tweeted, will I cry during this movie? Y slash N. And uh, the answer is N. I did not cry during this movie. I did mm. tear up though a few times, but nothing uh, nothing flowing down these thick ass cheeks on my face. Those Especially Polish tear ducts. They were working, <laughs> just not hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you had to work pretty hard to get these tears a flowing lately. I will say I appreciate Chuck and Mel's take on it. Let's not. Absolutely. I appreciate totally. a good two star. You know, we need all the sides of the coins. Mm-hmm. If they're seeing stuff we're not seeing, let us know. Casey is you know? shocked that I didn't cry during this movie. The last movie I cried uh, during, I think, was that Fast Color movie that's on Hulu about the uh, family that has like um, some sort of superpowers. And they're on the run. Very underrated movie cried like a little baby during that movie. I almost forgot I had to do art for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some of our DMs. If I may, uh, Christy Zan illustration on IG. So much love for this film. Funny, sad, thoughtful. I'm very curious to listen to you guys talk about it. I'm sure it will be a laugh as usual. It was a laughable episode so far. Mm, chuckle huts. Definite chuckle hut tonight. Rob Reiter, actually, he did say, I watched A Woman Under the Influence today, and it was phenomenal. You Ooh. heard about this movie, Proto? I recently put that on my watch list, actually. Thinking about it. It's a Cassavetes flick. Oh. Mm-hmm. We'll run for podcast getting called out twice this episode. Unreal. I'm waiting for that check in the mail. It's one of the more romantic comedies, but has honest moral twists that brings out the drama. So there's a few hosts for that podcast. That was from Tom. So one of the hosts of that podcast did enjoy the movie. They're going to have a rough time on this week's episode. They're DMing right now. They're not happy. Um, Famous After Death wants to know if the devil all the time is on our set list. Anything with Robbie Pat is on our lists, you know? Anything is possible. It's getting uh, some strange reviews. It is getting. Tenant-like two stars and some bangers. Pro, you had some things cooked up that you might... Uh, want to bring up, I think, for the next couple of months. Is that is that true? Is that still accurate? That is true. I hope everyone's um, sitting down. As you know, our producer Dale watches mm-hmm. a lot of movies. 
And uh, he was pretty active this past week with what he was watching. And he did something that I don't think has ever been done before. I cannot believe what he accomplished Mm. in a mere 72 hours. It might've been 48 hours. He watched the quadrilogy of alien. Excuse me. Yes. You heard that right. He watched all four of those films Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know. It just kind of planted a seed in my chest thinking about it. Yes. You heard me right. Um, Well, I'm thinking that it's time for, you know, apart from our episodes, bonus episodes, anything else, you know, we all watch a lot of movies, but maybe a little guided viewing if you care to take the intergalactic journey with us where Mm. we go on an alien journey together over the next few months. So I'm thinking something like this, you know, we just, we watch one at a time, one month at a time. We got four months left in the year. You know, we start with alien Mm -hmm. and then we watch aliens and then we just continue on from there. And then who knows, maybe something happens at the end of this, but you know, we, we, uh, we watch them, we write our reviews, we give our star ratings. We get confused when maybe somebody doesn't give five stars to alien, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that happens. Um, yeah. So I just ask, you know, Think about it. See if you have time in your schedule to mm. join us. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do a little something special on the weekends to talk about Alien. Who knows? Are you talking an IG live stream? Are Is you that what you're saying back? right now? Proto, reveal your plans now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a 70 millimeter watch along. One movie mm-hmm, a month mm-hmm. off the books. Off the books. Da- uh, Chuck is asking if this is going to be a live watch. Live watch, Gad. I will have to talk to we'll have to talk Proto to Dale. Pooped in his shorts right there about that. <laughs> do we have the technology? We do could do. Internet? We'll talk about it in Discord. It would be pretty fun if we could try to orchestrate a watch during one night. We could chat during the movie, but we'll mm. see. We'll see. Maybe we'll put us to a vote. See what we'll people see. would rather do. We'll see how everyone's schedules work out. I love the idea. I'm excited. I've been wanting to rewatch Prometheus and mm-hmm. Covenant. For a long time, I've only seen Prometheus once in theaters, so that's that's what uh, mm-hmm. excited me, seeing Dale, producer of the show, rewatch that. Proto does it again, you know? Does it again. Sheesh. Spiritual leader. I don't. Uh, I will, I have an announcement to make too. I found the DM oh I was gosh. looking for uh, for about five minutes. Uh, Shrek's Forever wanted to say that About Time is among my top 10 movies of all time. Uh, the way the film doesn't worry you with the nuances of time travel and deals wholly with how time lets you appreciate life better. You just need to live each moment as it is feeding off its beauty and time slows down by itself. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Mel in uh, Discord says I'm really into Raised by Wolves right now. And let me tell you something. There is a fever that has taken over this show and Mm -hmm. that fever is called Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. Watch this show, everybody. Watch this show now. Right now. We're getting two new episodes tomorrow or tonight, right? Or one episode at Today least tonight. Drop two, two. Yeah. Oh, God. If you're into sci-fi. Speaking of Ridley Scott. Androids. Mm-hmm. Uh, atheists versus religious people. <laughs> Those nuts. <laughs> Fun, sexy Bible time. Nuts. Those, this show is for you. 
who will win atheists, androids, androids, or <laughs> religious zealots? Watch and find out. We'll see. We have uh, next week is Star Trek the motion picture, but as mm-hmm. we mentioned previously, October is around the corner. We've revealed a few of the Halloween themed movies we're going to be watching for uh, the month of October. We haven't revealed Danny's yet. It's just, this episode's too big for it. We'll we wait hold, are we week. sitting on it? We're holding it sit off another it. week. Wow. I'll sit on it. Sit on that announcement right now, Danny. I'm going to sit on it. I'll squat on it. <sighs> just around the corner. Oh, yeah. Forrest is asking, when is Shin, actually in caps, when is Shin, you monsters? <laughs> the next right Patreon the exclusive episode is Shin Godzilla, and I can confirm that we are recording it next week. Mm-hmm. for uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Is that the biggest double feature recording night in history? Thank God we didn't do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a show. Thank you Great show. Uh, to everyone for watching along with us, um, leaving us some voicemails. Love to hear from everybody. Love to see that people are watching along. Uh, next week is Star Trek The Motion Picture, which is uh, readily available on streaming services so easy to find if you also want to watch along with us. Proto, any thoughts as we go into the end of this episode? Uh, you know what? Everybody, hug your dad, hug your son, hug your wife, love them, and cherish the time that you have. Mm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Hug your cats. <laughs> 70 Millimeter is a VHS Village production and produced by Dale underscore A. Sponsored by Half Double Design. Original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided by Protolexis. This episode was mixed and edited by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for early access to episodes, discounts on prints, a physical membership card mailed to you, and receive an invite to our Discord to talk movies with other villagers. Special thanks to the good people at Letterboxd and for a chance to win a pro Letterboxd account. Share the show and tag us on social media at 70mmpod. Goodbye.